Hi, this is Michael Dolce, host of the Secrets of the Sire podcast, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. So the Joker movie reviews are in, and they're scary good. Like Oscar caliber scary good. A movie that pretty much everyone, yours truly included, thought would be a dumpster fire when it was first announced, is getting like eight-minute standing ovations at film festivals and early Oscar buzz for Joaquin Phoenix's stunning performance. Color me stunned as well, but maybe DC has finally figured it out. Stop trying to hurry up and copy the cool kids over at the MCU. Just tell great stories, great actors and great directors, and maybe, just maybe, they'll be the ones laughing last. Then again, we haven't seen the movie just yet. Seekers of the Sire starts now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network. That's youtube.com slash secrets of the sire, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, twitch.tv slash secrets of the sire. And you can download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, tonight we are talking Joker trailer truth or trash and the reviews are in and a house of x review i am your host michael dolce as always joined by my cohort in crime mr lord of the radio lord of the radio who lord. looks like who still looks like vader after they unmask him when, well, when nice you, thank you thank you so much well when you dip when you dip your head below it yeah it looks like you have like the head of the darth vader outfit Wow. You don't think so? Well, to anyone listening to us, they can't see this. But if you're watching us wow. on Facebook or YouTube. I don't know. Go watch, uh, go watch Return of the Jedi again to see if you think that's a compliment. <laughs> I didn't say it was a compliment. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I did not say it was a compliment. You want to start the show like that? Okay, no problem. No problem. What I do want to say is there's uh, less than, I think, 40 hours to go. Uh, Ned, Lord of the Pit, A Comedy of Terrors by Jim Calafuri. He's a friend of the show. He's done some Sire covers. Uh, his Kickstarter is like, a, it's very close to being funded. If it's not already, it's like, it needs like a couple grand. Uh, he asked for 38. I think last time I checked, it was like 35 or 36. Go check it out. It's, it's close. Put it over the edge. Do your uh, duty. Go look up Ned, Lord of the Pit. Do your uh, duty go and check it out. Um, and it'll run through... You know, I think till Thursday. So you got another, you plebs. Thursday or Friday. You got another day to do it. Um, speaking of Kickstarters, we're going to be announcing a Descendant Kickstarter next week, which I guess I just did, but we'll give you the exact date. Uh, so you can check out Descendant. That was the book that I did uh, with Marcus Perry and Mariano, Mariano Navarro over at Image Comics, uh, celebrating 10 years. 10 years. Oh, boy. All right. Joker movie. Hassan, let me set the stage for you. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. Two gentlemen, very handsome gentlemen, they do this weekly podcast. And when they ran down the list of Handsome, movies, so it's me and who else? Who's the other guy? <laughs> some guy. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. ran down the list of 2019 movies. And Uh-oh. lo and behold, on the very 
end of it, like toward the end of the year, October, mm. was Joker. And we saw, well, first of all, the first reaction was, really? Todd Phillips, the hangover guy? Like, really? Old school Todd Phillips? Mm. All right, well, Keen Phoenix is a good actor. Maybe, maybe it won't be total okay. trash. Okay. Maybe it won't be total trash. Yeah. You know, then a fast forward a few months later, the first trailer comes out and you're like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. Like there was no in between at that, right? Mm. Fast forward, we are now at the third trailer. And right as the third trailer dropped last week, during our show last week, actually, um, the reviews from the Italian film festival come in and just critics in general, and they are raving about it. Stunning, fearsome, Highly physical performance. Uh, that was Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he declares the film a grippingly atmospheric. Uh, IGN, Jim Vevoda. See, I got that one right. Vejoboda. Vevoda. Drawing its spirit and style from the classic 70s and 80s films like Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy, A Clockwork Orange, A Dog Day Afternoon, director Todd Phillips' Joker presents a Gotham City that is unmistakably a stand-in for the hellish New York City of the era. Um, Phoenix's character is in nearly every scene he describes it as if it were Arthur's tortured headspace for the entire time uh, Forbes critic calls Joker one of the best films in 2019 uh, again fearless and stunning in its emotional depth and physicality in terms of Phoenix the fact is everyone is going to be stunned by what he accomplishes because it's what many thought impossible forget what he's about to say we just thought it was impossible that he would have a performance like this now look we have not seen the film yet the film does not drop until New York Comic Con Friday. We will have our review live from the Starlight Runner headquarters October 6th. So check us out there. I'll be very excited to, uh, to sit and, uh, and wax poetic with Fabian Nicieza and Jeff uh, Gomez about this movie because I think that's going to be a really uh, – that's a, that's, a, that's a cluster of, of good heads to talk. But Hassan, from where we started, when we even heard there was a Joker movie – to this precipice of it's not just going to be good. It could be great. Are you shocked? Are you surprised? I'm, I'm pleasantly informed that people are responding well to it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really shocked. No, no. Um, and I'm not, I'm not not shocked because I thought it was going to be great all along. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, um, I don't know how to say this. This is, it's kind of weird because it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a lie, what I'm about to say. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm eagerly so, anticipating. So many films that are almost immediately dismissed. Mm-hmm. In, in the concept stage by, by the, you know, by the, 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 general public you know the masses the, yeah by the hive mind mm -hmm. turned out to be great films yeah i had a feeling that aquaman was going to be a big hit just because yeah. of the pure absurdity of aquaman in the first place and also because of the track record of dc dc had done not so great with superman and batman who are the, mm -hmm. the gold standards of superhero dumb you know and in yeah. spite of the long before the uh, the superhero uh, cinematic age had started, 
Batman and Superman. I mean, we're in our 10th and 11th Batman and Superman movies, you know, mm-hmm. so Batman is especially Superman going all the way back to 1970s. I mean, we have, we have seen these characters depicted. Those movies did not do well. So now you're going to whip out Aquaman, who was such a joke that they, they that, that it was a running joke in Entourage that right. uh, Vincent Chase was going to play it Aquaman. It wasn't a running joke, actually. They, they actually treated Aquaman. It, but I mean, it's like, okay, it, it was one of those things where we're going to just say that we're, he's going to be yeah, Aquaman yeah, because yeah. they're never going to make an Aquaman movie, right? right? <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's virgin they territory. Safe. They felt us. safe, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, in, 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 in my humble opinion. So Aquaman's going to come around and we're going to, and it's like, it's like, this is going to be a disaster because, you know, they couldn't get Superman right. How are they going to get Aquaman? You know, yeah. How are they going to get a movie with a, with a, a drunk fish. octopus? You know, how, Which, how, the way, how is it even going to happen? By the way, it was on HBO. Uh, again, it was on reruns on HBO. And the scene, just, just to give you a scale of how much they succeeded with Aquaman, the scene where he's at the aquarium and all the fish are like bowing toward him, like when he's a little kid, like mm-hmm. just at the very beginning, like just to make talking to fish cool. He pulled James Wan pulled it off in like in like ten minutes, like amazing. What's, what's one of one of my kind of favorite scenes in the film is when he meets his brother for the first time. When he meets um oh man, what's this guy's name? Uh, the the owl um uh from from Watchmen. His brother is a kid. Oh oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Patrick uh, Tom, Patrick Patrick um I want to say Carney, but I don't think that's right. No, but you know we know everybody know. Oh man, and he's a he's a he's a star. So the yeah, fact yeah. that we don't know his name <laughs> means means he's got to try harder. <laughs> no, the fact that we don't know his name does not reflect Carter. That. Yeah, for you, ass, but not me. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> don't speak for me. Um, that sequence where he meets his brother and they, they have that piece of dialogue, I'm like, this, that's, this, is, this is not bad. You know, yeah. this, this is not, I'm not rejecting this. I don't understand what's going on. So, okay, so to get past that, Aquaman does well. Now they're going to do a drama of the Joker. Joker is dicey territory after Heath Ledger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, gonna, it's not going to be Heath Ledger. It's not going to be Jack Nicholson. It's not going to be Mark Hamill. So now we're, uh-oh. Like, you know. Right. Um, Jared Leto did, his, uh, did uh, his turn as Joker. I don't, I don't believe he did terrible. No. I think the reason, I think the reason his, his Joker is passing joker is because he didn't try to copy anybody else he played a completely different aspect of joker i don't know what dc's doing what warner brothers doing by having a completely different uh joker movie um while they're trying to build their own cinematic franchise see that's what i think they're doing and i think that's really what you know what i kind of talk about a little bit is the fact that dc is finally letting go like they're finally, it's amazing. It's like, you know, when you're in high school and, you know, I, so I came from a, from a Catholic middle school uh, into a, into public high school for the first time. And immediately the first thing I do is I look around and go, okay, what's everyone doing? And, and what do I do to blend in, to attach myself to what everyone else is doing? It's not a question, you know, when you're a new kid in a big high school, you don't, you know, at least my, my interpretation was, I don't want to stand out. I want to blend in. I want it to be seamless. You know, I want to be part of the cool kids. I want to be popular. I want to be whatever the case might be. I, you know, I don't want to be the kid being yeah, chased I around. It. I get it. I get it. <laughs> DC 
That's what they did when they when they entered. But they're still, but they haven't given up on their expanded nope, they, universe. They gave away. They gave. They did. They 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 became like the kid that tries the first year and then is like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my hair out. Got an official word that they've given up. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my cigarettes, or I'm gonna be my artsy guy, or I'm gonna just devote myself to analogy. We can stop with the high school analogy. I get it. I'm just saying we don't. It's a brilliant analogy. No, it isn't. It it is the tritest (laughs) analogy I've ever heard. But anyway, we we haven't heard official word that they've given up on this stuff. Trite is not a curse yet. I don't think they've. I don't think they've given up. Uh, in the sense of yes, they're going to continue to make movies that could potentially tie in. Point. But I think they've given up they're trying still to making copy another Suicide Squad movie, which they're tra- is but they're in. they're done trying to really copy the Marvel model. They're, they're well, not they should, okay. Well, that's good, but I mean that doesn't mean. All right, never mind. Doesn't matter. I the 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 whole point, the long belabored point I was trying to make is just that, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that a movie that seems like it would be a ridiculous idea uh, is actually being praised as a good idea. Right. I stopped, I got off that bandwagon when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, like, yeah. everyone's like, this is a bad, because it, it, it was a throwback all the way to 1989 but when they announced that Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. And this is like, the funny Michael thing Keaton, though, right? Yeah, this is the funny thing. Everyone was kind of like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix great actor i could see him doing really great things with his role the idea of a solo joker movie with no batman dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> right like it wasn't which, the casting which, this time which i think is my point you no know, i know it is your point every time, I, I, every time conventional wisdom says it's not it's a bad idea it's probably going to work yeah no it's just it's funny how in in this particular case in the years past it's always been the person that they cast is like the dumbest thing you know the robert pattinson batman you know everyone's like poo-pooing that immediately uh, Michael Keaton, like you mentioned, Heath Ledger, things like that. Now it's not the casting. It's like, oh no, that's a that's a that's a great idea for a, great idea for a Joker. Why is why is this just a Joker movie with no Batman? This doesn't make any sense to me. So it's just well, weird. I, I will I will honestly take a moment to say I am sick and tired of the hero adjacent for, uh, uh, genre. Yeah, that we're having with Gotham City and Krypton, and you know, which got axed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's yeah. still it's still an aspect of the hysteria. I mean, Smallville was kind of like that, but they actually had Superman. Yeah, in Smallville. Yeah. Um, but it it's just no capes, no tights. It's just weird nincompoopery of yeah. like, well, we're not actually doing a superhero movie. But we're doing a superhero movie, you know. Yeah. We're, we're in the super. We're still doing a comic book movie, but we're just not doing it with the superhero. It's just like it's like if in, in a couple of issues of Batman, where Batman doesn't actually show up, and it's about the side characters. I'm like, okay, right? Yeah, I get it. It's cute because you're running out of ideas, and I understand it. And I appreciate that, and I respect it, and I respect the attempt, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to succeed. I do not want them to fail. I don't want this genre to end. <laughs> but stop it. Stop. Just. This is. It's Did you not- see over the weekend too? I didn't send this to you. Actually, I, should, I probably should have. But it was a holiday weekend. Uh, Mark Maron. Okay. Who's we're not in- on the clock in the holiday weekend? You know, no, you sent me a billion texts over the weekend about about the recording Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. Where we Wednesday. 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 Yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, it's it's a holiday week, you know. We oh, start week. We make it sure. Send me the stuff then. Um, okay. Mark Maron, who stars in Joker. 
uh, as one of, I think, his agent. I guess he has an agent. I don't know. Again, I don't. I, you know, I'm purposely he's a fail comedian, which, which, right? I'm purposely in the dark. Whatever pieces that you great. could you could uh, assemble from the images that we were given. Right. Apparently, he's a struggling. Uh, he's a struggling comedian right. or, or performance artist. Right. And uh, he hadn't found his niche yet, and right. he hits his breaking point just at the time, about just around the time he starts to blow up. So. Yeah. You know. Um. Mark Marin plays his agent, but I guess he played the Twitter game of uh, talking about how this is a, you know, this is for grownups. This is not for kids. This is not for, but, but in a very like sarcastic way, yeah. he learned the lesson of just don't press send on Twitter. Cause it's just not worth it. And he's getting into like philosophical debates with Twitter trolls and non Twitter trolls and real people and not real people. If uh, I ever became a celebrity, like yeah. a real celebrity, you'd never hear from me. I would never use that stupid thing. Yeah, I would no. never use Twitter. I would hardly ever use Facebook. As of now, I very rarely I use Facebook. I know. So it's I don't understand. I don't understand what's wrong with people. I don't get it. I don't get how you don't know that that's a. If you if there was a place you went in the city. Yeah. Every time you walked in that place, someone punched you in the face. <laughs> I guarantee you, you stopped or going there. You. Yes, <laughs> or, murdered you, or murdered your friend. You went in there. The three of you go in at, on an average. Three we lost. Years. We lost Bob again. <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn. How many Bobs do we know? Like, how can they, where, where can we find another Bob? It, it it's it's nonsense. The the how many how many of these incidents explode or get escalated on Twitter? Yeah, is, is nonsense. All it's right, absolute nonsense. Third so, trailer. Third trailer oh, just okay. hit. I'm done. I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, dude. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah, well, it, it took emphasis. Oh. Emph- I'm, I'm using emphasis. Usually, when, when you get the third that's, nonsense, that's what I, that's what that's, I cut to the next. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a triplet, man. You know what a triplet is. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> you know what a triumvirate is. Yeah, okay. goon. Go on. Third trailer on. dropped. Third trailer dropped. Yeah, whatever. What's this nonsense about like 10 trailers per movie now? I, I, I don't disagree with you. The funny thing about it, though, is it dropped. And then a few days later, we just we get the critics reviews anyway. So they're kind of uh, the trailer drops. So half the half the world has already seen the damn film. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, we'll do, we're going to do an abbreviated one here because, quite frankly, it doesn't really show us too much new. Um, no, no. You know, we kind of know what we're in for now. And if you check out the reviews, obviously this. Th- this is going to be a deeply psychological movie uh, from all the reviews that I'm reading. So I'm actually, you know, I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, so, so it's on, on the third trailer, which again, didn't show us much different. Are we going trailer truth or trailer trash? Or should we come up with a third category of trailer too much? You I don't already know. I have an idea of what the third category should be. So just suggest it. No, I don't actually. I don't. Well, what it, I mean, what would the, what would be the gauge, right? Trailer, trailer truth is a great trailer. Trailer yeah. trash is a useless trailer. What would the, what would the third choice be? Like, where would we gauge it? Wasn't bad, but just unnecessary. There's trailer. nothing. Is, no art is necessary. I don't, <laughs> I don't like using the necessary unnecessary. No, but you even said it yourself. Like, like there's 18 trailers per movie at this point. 18 trailers is excessive, especially when it's... <laughs> yes, I think the literal... But that's... No, excessiveness is not unnecessary. Okay. Too much. It doesn't mean it's not necessary. But here's, here's the thing. The problem is seeing too much of the movie before you go to see the film. Yeah. And then the, and then the film has no impact. Yeah. No, I understand, like, 
See, I, the problem is they're following an algorithm, right? right. They're like, well, we've got X amount of, uh, you know, of activity mm-hmm. uh, buzzing about this particular movie. So we need to drop another trailer or we need, yeah. to, we need to do another publicity stunt, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I understand. I just think, you know, when you got a movie as big as uh, Endgame, you could drop 50 trailers because everybody's still going to go see it. And there's so much yeah. in it. I mean, I, you, could, you could cut about 10 and 15 trailers out of Endgame and still not have given away 90% of that movie, you know, because it's mm-hmm. all over the place. The film is all over the place. But we pretty much kind of know what the Joker is about from the trailers we've already seen. Now, perhaps, I'm sure there are nuances to it that we don't know that's going to change the way we, we perceive the entire film once we actually finally see it. But, I mean, the fact that it, you could pretty much extrapolate, you know, he's, a, you know he's, he's, a, he's an artist, he's underappreciated. Right. You know, he's going through hard times. He's broke. He's going through hard times. He's got illnesses in this family that he's trying to trying to compensate for. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he gets pushed too far. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. Yep. Now, it could be the whole movie could be different than that. So, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it on the chin if that happens. But from what we've seen so far, we pretty much know what the movie is about. Trailer truth. Trailer truth. But it's the truth. But what is what does trailer truth mean now? Does trailer truth mean that the trailer told the truth about the movie and told yes. us exactly what the movie is about? Not exactly what it was, but gave us. Uh, or is it just is it just a clever alliteration to make it sound? Uh, make how, it sound interesting? How, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's that. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, it was a trailer truth. It's a good. They were good trailers. Yeah, I know they are. I know. They are the trailer um, truth. I think. I think they're gonna. I think they're giving us the window into this being a fantastic movie. Uh, some folks are talking Oscar. Is would it be possible for him to win? <laughs> Play like is Joker just is Joker. sure? Why not? Let's make a movie about the devil and tell us all about how sympathetic he is. This is gonna be so. It's gonna sound terrible, but if you're Jason a Tropic, God, if you're a Tropic so. Thunder fan, you, you remember Tropic Thunder with Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Yeah. Can't go full. Was I? Was there a age where I would forget about it? You can't go full. You know, he's telling Ben Stiller's character. Can't go full. What? I'm gonna leave it at that because we live in a different. We live in a different age today. So then, what he? What you bring it up for? If we can't actually reference it. Is Joker the new full? <laughs> you want an Oscar? You want an? You want an award? Play the Joker. That's it. I don't. I don't get that analogy. I. I just. You know. I'm just saying. I just say you got a you got a bad guy like you know next is gonna be a Zod movie. You talk about Zod, how Zod was coming up through the Kryptonian military and he got beat up by a lot of people and everybody needs. I think him. that would be brilliant. No, it wouldn't. Man. Just as long. <laughs> Heck no. Not another sequel. When we come back, you don't want a sequel, but you want prequels and you want I you don't. want adjacent movies. I don't. I I actually I I there you go. Adjacent, the adjacent I can deal with. More sequels. I, what I don't want are franchises resurrecting themselves like 10, 15 years later. We're going to count down the best and worst uh, with news that a new Matrix movie and a Breaking Bad movie are on the horizon when we come back. Check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more. And be on the lookout for news and announcements, convention appearances, and brand new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com. 
Ryanjohnson.com. What I want to feel for Ryan Johnson as a creator is that he turned in the most kick-ass Star Wars script that was going to flip the script on the entire saga. And Kathleen Kennedy and everybody else like, no, oh, we can't do this. You know, what else you got? And then he turns into the, you know, the first draft of the Star Wars fanfic that he did when he was 15 years old. He goes, well, I got this also. And they're like, we'll make this. This is brilliant. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. Uh, big fans, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Beyer, Tom Osa, Ashley Haikai, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, Steve Hovecki, Program Director, Stephanie Dolce, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Go to Secrets of the Sire. Well, actually, go to patreon.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, you can also check us out at secretsofthesire.com if you want to link over there or if you want to subscribe to us. We please encourage you to subscribe. Uh, to either our YouTube channel, uh, download us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us there, like us on Facebook, uh, watch as much of our videos and our podcasts as possible. That actually helps us as well, too. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for us. Uh, we've, we've become more than a middling podcast, thanks to the support of our fans. All right, we were talking. See that, Hassan? I said we're more than a middling podcast now. We're a plus, plus middling. Yeah, it would stuff. have been poignant if you didn't repeat it. Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> out. See, what I, see what I did? See what I just did? I know. I know. Ah. Out, out with the new. Oh, boy. In with the old. Breaking Bad. Well, <sighs> Breaking Bad movie will be coming to Netflix in October. This is according. We had so much stuff going on last week with the D23 stuff. Didn't even get a chance to go into these announcements. A teaser trailer and poster dropped uh, two weekends ago. For the film dubbed El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, it'll bow on Netflix October 11th and air on AMC later on. Uh, Aaron Paul well, replies. You know, in all fairness, Breaking Bad hasn't has only been a television show; it hasn't been a movie. True. So, so this is a this is a progression for them. It's into the foyer of a uh, foray of excuse me, not the foyer, but they're on the four. four <laughs> Are they in the foray? <laughs> they're on the foyer of a foray yeah. into, uh, into the yeah. genre. So, I mean, it, 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 yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, but it, it's kind of on the heels of this news as well, too. Yeah. It's on. Well, I know where you're going to go and yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm saying it's on, no it's on your radar. It's on your radar of what you're talking about, but there's there. Can you spoil like a, a podcast recording that we're actually doing at the time? There is a positive. You you have another topic that you want to reveal that you want it's to. True. Talk yes. About. Yes. Yes. So I decided I wasn't going to take it from you. What is the matter with you? You're you're like making it harder for me to let you be smooth. I don't understand what's the matter with you. Anyway, go ahead. I, I'm done. I'm done helping you. Go ahead. I know this is a Keanu Sance, as they as they have been calling it, but Matrix Four. No, that that is a that is an official term, a Keanu Sance. Matrix Four in the works with Keanu Reeves and Lana Wachowski. Uh, Karen Moss also set to return. This was announced uh, two, two and three. Ago. Two and three worked out so well. Uh, 
Warner Brothers will once again team with Village Roadshow for this project. We could not be more excited to be re-entering the Matrix with Lana. Uh, Lana is a true visionary, a singular and original creative filmmaker, and we are thrilled that she is writing, directing, and producing this new chapter in the Matrix universe. Uh, many of the ideas Lily, uh, that's Lana's sister, and I explored 20 years ago about our reality are even more relevant. When we stole the original story. <laughs> and I'm very happy to have these characters back in my life and grateful for another chance to work with my brilliant friends. Screenplay uh, <laughs> is by Wachowski, um, Alexander Himon, and David Mitchell. Uh, it was released in 99. It was seen as revolutionary. It was the idea of reality, blah, 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 blah. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't waste time. Don't waste I, time. I, I know, I know. But this is the thing. Like, just let these movies, li- like, die. No, what are you talking about? Like, this, is not, this is not your typical call on this. Like, you know what? This is the thing. It, your, your, your attitude about this changes from week to week. I'm the honorary one. I'm the uh, one who, on a regular oh, basis, oh. decides that this is nonsense. You can't, you can't take my shtick. You can't be like, this is nonsense. And then what do you think it's on? And I'm stuck going, I think it probably could be like. Top your head. No, see, this is what, wait, wait. See, this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the prep when I'm texting you all weekend. This is the prep that goes into it. I'm sick of this. I'm sure you're sick of this. Um, So I want to ping pong your, I want to ping pong to you. Can you? No, 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 no. I would be sick of it. If it was a reboot of The Matrix. Okay. If they're talking about making a sequel, I'm yes. interested in seeing what the sequel is about. If it's a reboot, we're going to do The Matrix again. Yeah, I know, I know. And then we're going to go back to Middle Earth. You know, and well, it, that it, one especially, yes. It's, um, I'm, not, I'm not into that. You know? I'm not, I, I, I can't do reboots. Reboots I'm not really interested in. But like I said again, I guess I'm, I guess I'm coming out as a positive one this time. <laughs> <laughs> As I said again, like um, Breaking Bad is a little it has a little precedence because it's it's switch it's jumping genres, right? Yeah. Um, or it's, it's jumping medium. Yeah. Uh, the Matrix is a sequel. Should they make a sequel to the to the original Matrix? Probably not. Now, I don't mean, I don't mean um. I'm happy with the story and I don't want them to ruin it because I don't really believe. Yeah, no, it doesn't, I don't think it does. Because uh, I've had to adopt the, the philosophy because of Star Wars that, yeah, I that it, then it addition into a series that I like doesn't ruin the whole series. I've had to, I've had to evolve because of that. So if the Matrix 4 comes in and it's not, it, it turns out it just turns the entire original series upside down, throws out all the rules or whatever. I won't like that movie, but it won't ruin the other Matrix movies for me. Sure. But if it's a sequel and they're tr- and they're and they're going to bust their butts trying to tie it in and make it all make some kind of sense and explain itself to us, yeah, then I'm all for it. I don't think we're gonna. I mean, I honestly, don't think we're gonna get Keanu Reeves. To, well, what am I talking about? Because he's been <laughs> he spent the last. You don't even know who you are anymore. No, he he spent the last like ten. John- I was gonna say I don't think we're gonna get key, old Keanu Reeves doing kung fu, um, but I forgot all about John Wick. So yeah, so, yeah. yeah all right. John John Wick, John Wick is the reason we're actually getting another Matrix. Of you know like, that is it, the most amazing and, thing, and it deserves. I have been a Keanu Reeves fan. I love Keanu. Bill and Ted. All the way, 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 way back. I've always been a Keanu Reeves fan. I've always liked him. 
Good dude, too. Yeah, well, apparently, from what yeah. I've seen. Yeah. I've never met him, but I've seen a lot of good Everyone stuff. Just, yeah, no, nothing but good things to say about him. Because, you know, you can't read. What do you got to do? Be, you know, rock star, you can movie ask that star. about a lot of people. Huh? You can ask that no. about a lot of people, and the answer is generally, no, that guy's a dick. <laughs> so, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, of course, because people, they make, ask, people they ask make all the wrong you all the time. I mean, you know, they make the wrong choices. But <laughs> Keanu Reeves not being a dick, you can understand. Like, why would you be a dick if you were Keanu Reeves? Would you go around being a dick, or would you just be cool because he's cool? Let me let me ping pong this over to you. Did you see the John Wick? Did you see John Wick three? No, I haven't seen. I, I couldn't get through two. Actually, I loved one. Uh, two, I just for some reason I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. I felt like one was just a perfect movie, and we didn't need any more. And, and one of those people. I'm not saying two is bad. I just I don't know how you ever get tired of watching one guy beat the snot I, out. I, of I, and usually other I don't. People. Usually I don't. But for some <laughs> reason, in this case, I was just like, I just don't want to. I might, <laughs> okay. I might. I might see three. I might see three. I'm actually. I'll tell you what I'm watching right now. I finally caught up to the last Fast and Furious movie. Fate uh-huh. of the Furious. Hmm. Toretti, he's turned on everyone. Charlie Theron's got him by the balls. It's great. It's amazing. Rock, the Rock can take rubber bullets and just keep going. Like, yeah, maybe that should have stopped. Um, although, no. although I did see Hobbs and Shaw, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it is oh, a ridiculously stupid no. movie. Fast, Fast and the Furious franchise, those whole franchises, and and Hobbs and Shaw. I can't. I'll watch it when it comes on. Uh, uh, on cable as well. well too. What, what I'm talking about, the, what what was kind of wrong with the Fate of the Furious is yeah. when they is is in. Wait, my, don't tell me. I haven't I haven't finished it. I only got the back. I'm not gonna okay. tell you anything. You already said it. What what's kind of wrong with it? Um, in my opinion, is when they try to to put drama in it, like you know, Toretto turning evil when the evil spot. <sighs> You know, yeah. it was and cool. It, right? it was, it's just so bonkers. It's just so bonkers. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. That's the thing. Whenever you start to add actual drama in, now your mind starts to get a little confused. As wait a minute, am I supposed to be? Am I, I mean, taking this seriously? Am I supposed to be worried about any of these people? I mean, they jump out of planes with cars. Like, am yes, I supposed yes. to be worried about it? So it's, it's that's, that's of, the bit of it. And by the eighth installment, they're not even like they're not even giving you like like the Berlin part of that where they're actually on the initial job. It's it, that would have been an entire movie. Now they're just like no no no. You, yeah, they do that. The first, that's Act One, and We're then just the skip rest of it to the wrecking yeah. ball coming yeah. through. Yeah, and it's sorry just, if anybody else hasn't seen it yet. Spoilers. It's just, yeah, you're the see see how is you're the one who spoils it. Well, I don't want you to spoil it for me. That's that's. I just don't want you. <laughs> I just want you to go past there. No, all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got Can over we here. Done? Can we be done talking about the By the way, also another movie I resaw. I rewatched oh, Rogue One this weekend. What? I watched. I rewatched Rogue One this weekend. Oh boy, here we go. Still great. Still great. Ooh, really? Yeah. You know what? You 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 want to know something really strange? I, I really I like Rogue One. I yeah. really I really strongly strongly yeah. like Rogue One. Yeah. I have watched Solo more than any Star Wars movie um, in the last five years. Like I just keep going yeah. back. There's yeah. something about Solo. There's something kind of. There's Fun. something kind of down homey yeah. and, and quaint about Solo that, you know, that, that just keeps bringing me back. And I really wish we were getting more and more of those, of that iteration of, of Star Wars stuff. You know? so, we, so we just named two movies that you could, you know, they're adjacent, so they're not exactly sequels or, well, uh, or prequels. Solo is a, is a direct, 
He's a direct right. star of the of right. the Star Wars franchise. Right. So he, that's not quite adjacent, but yes, uh, Rogue One is definitely an adjacent movie. Can you name me movies that? Uh, what's the term? Return, I guess, as opposed to I, I'm not. We're not talking reboot. We're not talking about the. Well, we could we could throw reboots in there, but I think you and I both Return feel the same way about kind of movies. Reboots. Well, movies that are resurrected, uh, franchises that are resurrected. I can't name you. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Movies that have come back like 10, 15, 20, 30 years after the fact and are actually good. 20 like, years after the fact of so so they've like the Matrix, use the Matrix as a, as a model, right? The Matrix is 20 years old. It had a first, it had a part 1, 2 and 3, it ended. Jumanji. And now 20 years later, Jumanji? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I mean Really? It, it was out twenty. It was out almost twenty years ago. Now it's got. It came out again. It was a big hit, and it's they're doing a sequel to the to the reboot. It's Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji. All right. I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Well, these are this is these are your rules, man. What else? What else you got? What else can you name? Can you uh, Ghostbusters crashed and burned. Yeah. They're doing a Coming to America sequel. I, I mean, they're doing the Bill no, and Ted no. sequel. I'm so nervous for all these. I think they're just Bill and Ted, all, yeah, that's a possibility. They're but all no. going to be bad, I feel like. They're just all going to be bad. I just, what I did can't. we just say? In, what did we just say in the first segment, though? What? Um, no. About predictions of things being terribly I bad. I don't pay attention to what we say. All right. That's, that's why I'm not going to repeat what it. Else, um, what else can we think of? I mean, where else can you... Can Brent, you... stop talking, and I'll think of one. You're, you're just munching at me hmm. constantly. Cut it out. This is where I did not yeah. actually prep and come up with a name. consciousness, man. I came up with this on the spot. So I know. Gonna... That's what, you know, and we could have written it down if you decided to talk to me before we get on my head of the show. But no, you never do. You yeah. never do. You always right. just bring the stuff. I don't know. Um, there, there, there are definitely one or two where you're, where you're like, what year is it? You know? Like, I mean, Terminator, it's arguable. Um, Term- uh, okay. Terminator Two is legit because it it was like seven years Terminator after the fact. Or Aliens, they've done they did that with Aliens. Aliens came out in the seventies, and an Alien, Alien <sighs> yeah. came out in eighty six, and then um, they're talking about you know they're, they're talking. All right, about let, let me ping pong this question. Let me pick Avatar. Avatar came out ten years ago. They're talking about <laughs> making another one. Well, they've been they've been talking about that for, for ten years. Yeah, I mean, I mean that'll 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 once it comes out, it'll be in the category, right? Let me let me ping pong this in this direction i thought the thing remake which was technically a prequel of the thing i thought the movie was not bad i thought it was a pretty clever idea of resurrecting the uh the franchise it didn't work because the movie didn't uh catch on but the movie itself regardless of what the box office said is not a bad movie the cg in the movie yeah. is bad. I'm sure there. there I'm oh, sure there's a movie that fits this bill, and I can't remember it. So please chime in on the Facebook feed. We'll comment back at you and and disagree. Uh, you. And disagree but um, oh, oh uh, um, of course, uh, Blade Runner. Hmm, yeah, Blade Runner is an excellent movie. Yeah. The, 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 the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. I get Blade so, Runner. Yeah, that was one. that was an excellent one. I was trying to think like where when is it when they return after like a really long layoff where it's actually better you know as good or better as good or better you know you're not going to get that these days i, I mean, know because it's because they've monetized criticism 
right? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm so, thinking Crystal Skull as the exact opposite of what I just described. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Complete opposite of what I, I just described. I get you. I don't agree with you, but I get you. I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, a lot of people... Not as bad as people... Crystal Skull is not as bad as people think it is. I think Crystal Skull is fine considering what it is. Yes. You know? um, yes. And also considering the considering the, the unevenness of the franchise before it. Yeah. You know, because it had its it had it had ebbs and flows, right? Also, some of the criticism of Crystal Skull is kind of nonsense when you look at the other movies. You know? Like one of the main criticisms is it was stupid that he was able to crawl into a refrigerator and survive a nuclear explosion. I get that. But the other movie he jumped out of an airplane with a raft. Well, and a man could put his hand through your heart. Yeah, and take say. your heart out, and you're still alive. I mean, there's actually, a lot of absurdity. Right, I had no problem with the refrigerator. I thought that was that was. <laughs> it's just, okay. it's the cute. It's it's kind of Indiana Jones cute, you know. Right. right. Um, I actually had no problem with the refrigerator. Him being seventy and slugging it out with giant Russians—that's that's another story. But you know, he's indie. Maybe that'll work. I also you thought the CGI on the monkeys was was pretty poor. But yeah, but I and I get that, and it's, it's not poor. a great scene. No. But I don't understand. This is a new thing we have in our, in our time where one scene will ruin a whole movie for, for someone. No, no. It was a, there was, we there was a collection. We, no, yeah, the, all I hear about is the fridge and the monkeys. Those are the main things I hear about. The well, there's no mythology in that, in that story. That's the problem. You know, like they, 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 tried to, they tried to give you like that, that one scene in the jail cell where – or was it the jail cell? I forget what it was, where he was like, He's like, you go here, and then you go here. <gasps> it came together, and you're like, I don't even get what you guys are looking for. You know, like there's like there's no. Well, no, I mean they do it. explain what it is, and they, they, I know it's, there's no grandeur to it. There's nothing like. But yeah. you know, here's the other thing, man, and this is the truth, and I don't blame you or anybody else for it, but I think no one's giving this other factor consideration. You're an adult watching that, as opposed to a kid. Watching now, I mean, the last Indiana Jones movie came out in 1987. All right, were you even born? In no, 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 no. 1990, <laughs> uh, 1993 was when. Uh, it was in 87. Last Crusade wasn't. Last 87. Crusade was 87, my friend. No, 89, 89, 89, 89. It was in the 80s. I, I think it was 80. No, it was 89. It might have been 88, 88, 80, maybe 89. It was 89. Came out 89. All right. Chime in. It doesn't matter. I think the, the bottom line is that we're, that's, we're 20 years older. So some of the stuff that worked on us then is not going to work on us now. Well, it's possible. Let us know what you think. When we come back, all new, spinning the racks. We talk House of X. This is why you need to be aware of this series because of all the cool stuff that's going to be happening in the MCU in a few years when we come back. Oh, look, Kid Harrington's fighting Cersei again. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Are, are they gonna? Are they gonna bring Daenerys in? Are they gonna? <laughs> yes. Marvel's attempt. This is Marvel's attempt to do like it. do it all. Just to retcon the ending of Game of Thrones, isn't maybe it? Maybe so. Maybe this will be how they do it. They're gonna the do it.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. Now we're going to do the C in comics. We are going to go spinning the racks. All right, we have changed Spin the Racks. We've kept the song because it's great, but uh, we want to give you a little bit of insight and our own opinion into what's going on in the comic book world. And right now, the big conversation is House of X. It is the Jonathan Hickman scripted reboot, essentially, of the X universe. Uh, some quick backstory for all you MCU fans out there. Uh, Marvel basically was in the same situation they were in with Spider-Man, where they licensed out all their X-Men movies. And then this was seen as a great thing because X2 came out and X-Men came out. It was this amazing thing, right? These movies make lots of money. Then eventually Marvel's like, now we're going to do this ourselves. And they launched Marvel Studios. Everyone's like, Marvel Studios, that's never going to work. It does work. It works so well to the point where Marvel, as as an entire entity and corporation, was just like, we need to do whatever it takes to tank these other franchises so that we can get the rights back to them. Didn't work necessarily, but they essentially went about tanking the entire X universe for many, many years. Uh, Hassan, give us, give us, put us back into the '90s when you were collecting comics. What was the number one comic book out there? X Men. What did everyone? X Men specifically. What did everyone aspire to want to read or write or draw? Everybody wanted to read, write, or draw, especially draw. The X-Men. They wanted an X-Book. Yeah. It's, you know, there were so many of them, they were referred to as X-Books. Yes. Um, yeah. Wolverine that, was literally that, in every book, too, yeah, at the at same time. Feet. Yes. Yeah. It was an oversaturation of X. Yes. Matter. And yeah. the Avengers were kind of a joke. Big joke. I mean, this is the thing people, they just, they don't, they can't even fathom this, like. No, they can't. Because it doesn't, I mean, even you and I are yeah. have a little trouble remembering, like, how yeah. big. X-Men were versus how small the Avengers were. Yeah. And Iron Man. Iron Man was like, a, it was niche. It was, yes. it was quaint. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, look, the stuff that MCU has done for their adjacent character, the, the other great thing about that, without even going on a tier, is that they, uh, those are the characters that Marvel owned outright. Right. And they managed to turn those into household names and, and, and tank yeah. other franchises. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I mean, look, the biggest movie in the world is a, an Avengers movie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I know. it's absolutely insane. I know. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you'd be sitting there going, like, no, what? Not at all. Like, there not was literally all. a battle 20 years ago, or I used to, well, over I 20 years ago. I used to think the Avengers were weak. I'm just like, Captain America and Iron Man. Stop but they, it. they were saying, like, Mark Wade's run on Captain America back in the 90s was like, they were they were astounded that someone could actually make Captain America cool. Like the thought of him actually being Listen, cool. I said that when they announced they were going to make a Captain America movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, they just tanked it. That's yeah. going to be because I remember and I remember the entire the same crew that went to see um, uh, Green Lantern. We went mm-hmm. to see Green Lantern in the same in the same movie theater. It was all of us, and we didn't expect Green Lantern to be great. But we didn't expect it, Green Lantern to be as bad as Green Lantern was, right? right. And so. <laughs> The whole time for Captain America, we were like, here we go, we're going to do it again. You know, two o'clock, it was like, it was late because we uh, we got a print of the movie. That's when I worked at the movie theater and we got a yeah. print of the movie. So we were going to watch it uh, the day before it debuted. And we just went in and it was like, this is going to be such a, and then we, we were literally like gobsmacked 
Yeah. The sequence where they made um, Steve Rogers into yeah. into uh, Captain America for the first time, and he chases oh. down that cab. Yep. And you're like, this is this is working. This is <laughs> this is fantastic. This is like well, this is adventure. This is yeah. this is a, a period piece superhero movie about Captain America, and it's and it has this it has this really sad, touching ending. Yeah. You know, that actually won't, refuses to resolve itself for 10 years. You know, <laughs> it's right. an amazing accomplishment. It really was. It really was. So I hope we have set the backdrop yeah. as to what this means now that Marvel owns or Disney owns the Fox universe. And now all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's take our X-Men characters and make them relevant again. So that is what House of X and Powers of X is um, supposed to do. So we are reviewing the first three issues of both. Uh, actually, the first two issues of House of X, first three issues of Powers of X. The big reveal, spoilers again, if anybody hasn't read any of these things, um, is A, Jonathan Hickman, who is best known for his Secret Wars and his Fantastic Four run. Secret Wars was an absolute joke and horrible uh, because A, it was late, so you could never really figure out what the story was because it, it just never came out. <laughs> there was like just... Nice. Months it where it just, didn't coincide with the other issues that it was supposed to come out with, right? Right, and and it was supposed to like kind of reboot the Marvel universe, and it really didn't do a good job of it. Uh, but his Fantastic Four runs, everyone keeps telling me, is supposed to be great. So here he is, kind of taking on the X Men universe and kind of rebooting the X Men universe. We have elements of classic X Men, and we have the Island of Krakoa, Krakoa, right? Is that Krakoa? Yeah, yeah. Where which was the original giant size X Men uh, issue where uh, uh, Dave Cockerman, I think it was Len Wein, right? It wasn't, it wasn't Claremont on Giant Size X-Men, uh, rebooted the original five X-Men and brought in characters like Colossus and Wolverine and no, Nightcrawler. No, it was Claremont and Jim Lee, wasn't that? What are you talking about? Giant Size X-Men. Giant Size, 1975. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, there come was on. another Giant Size X-Men. That, remember when they, when they launched just X-Men? It wasn't uncanny anymore? Right, right. No, yeah, that's just X-Men. Okay. That's just X-Men. Yes. So you have, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying Hickman you, is pulling, you, yeah, Hickman's like pulling from all the way back yeah. and there's elements to this. Again, I am not a huge Jonathan Hickman uh, fan in terms of his style. I don't know anybody personally about him. I'm not a fan of his style. I think his style is usually very academic. However, okay. reading House of X brought me immediately back to like Grant Morrison's run where you're just, you're like, wow, I'm really? reading, I'm reading something different. But at the same time, it was different. And at the same time, it tied into the past, bringing characters like Moira McTaggart back, uh, bringing like the island of Krakoa and kind of tying that into this new venture that, uh, you know, Xavier is, is, is hoping to kind of accomplish in terms of the, you know, mutant human relations. Uh, I'm happy we're not seeing the same old Magneto again. I'm tired of reading Magneto storylines where he just tries to take over the world. Like, we're good with that. I'm good with that. Um, so Although- on the... Although there were elements of that in there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Everything stayed true to the character. So right off the bat, I got to tell you, very impressed with these issues. The big reveal, though, was that Moira McTaggart has been a mutant all along. Sorry, this is spoilers, but I already gave you the spoiler warning, and this is the tail end of the show. So at this point, you should have seen this coming. She has a mutant power of reincarnation. That is driving sales of House of X number two up, which I have my own copy, which is great. Well, well that's, that's good to know that the comic book is doing well. Oh, yeah. It's like 30, 40 bucks on eBay right now. Nice. Hassan, your take so far? Uh, 
it's, it, my take is mixed. I think a, I, I applaud a new direction. Mm-hmm. I think the visuals, I think the comic book is drawn stunningly. Yeah. You know? I think the, 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 not only is, are the pencils yeah. smooth and consistent and beautiful, but also the coloring is, is vibrant. It's, it lifts it right off the page. That was one of the main, uh, that, was a, that was the thing that mainly got me uh, continuing to thumb through it. Right. Can, can I interject also for a quick second? Yeah. The level of bad that the X books got was was. Yeah, I don't even want to. I was trying to keep it all positive. No, no, no. I, I, but there was a time, like seriously, about five years ago, where you're just like they would just throw like the hackiest artists on it, and you're, you're sitting ruining, going, like you're ruining the positivity. But yeah, no. But it, this yeah. was. I mean, it was X Men. X Men was always like again the book anyone wanted to draw, so that you'd always have your top pick of like the top artists, and they just didn't even care. Didn't even care. But they're back now. Just wants to keep talking about the bad. Okay. No, um, how good how good the new art is. Yeah, you don't need to say good things by trashing the bad. You know, I did. Just, I know you did, because that's how small your brain is. That's but anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's 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 my take on it. I would have I would have I had more elaborate stuff to say, but. Uh, <laughs> what about the reincarnation? It's just not. You said it, right? Because we talked off air and you said it's not it's really terrible. a power of reunion. That idea is terrible. That, that idea is, ruined, is ruining, very strongly ruining any new direction that this is going in. And, uh, and not because of the, uh, the concept of the fact that she is, she is pre-born, which is a, an old concept by Frank Herbert in mm-hmm. Duke, but that doesn't matter, right? We yeah. Feeling, so it's okay it's comic books it's a pastiche of everything but um it's not reincarnation she's living the same the, what, what they what he failed to explain is she's living the same life over and over and over and right so the 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 concept where it was interesting where she would die and then be reborn a, a few days after she died in a right. new body in in, the, in a contemporary time which would make it interesting right is is ruined because she's groundhog daying yes back and forth and and it's like well wait a minute you're yes and then then the way he explained it you you kind of have to just figure it out because you're like wait she she how can she meet xavier again in the next life you know and how can you know so then she gets threatened by destiny right oh you know blah blah this and blah you're only going to be able to do this 10 times how do you know i mean Destiny can't even see her own death coming. She gets killed like I remember. She gets killed in the in the original Uncanny Run too from Chris Claremont. Yeah, so. but that's but that's what I'm talking about. It's like, well, wait a minute though. What do you? She's she's neutralized. Yeah, she's never going to be able to. All you have to do is survive. Is, is outlive her time of being alive. That time. Yeah. Right, because your everybody else's life is linear. Mm-hmm. So if she's a threat to you, if you if you're deciding she's a threat to you, that means you're immortal, and that you travel through parallel dimensions, and you're going to keep running into the same person, right. right? But that's not what was happening. So the whole idea that people were threatened by her reincarnation is nonsense. Yeah, because all they have to do is avoid her for that one life, right? Right, and then and then they could go about their business. She can't really do anything. And if she's living, I don't know, is she living? It's so, the concept is it's so... very Edge of Tomorrow, where he basically... Clumsy. But Edge of Tomorrow was, was based on a particular um, 
set a moment, right, in, right. The, in the character's life. And he was trying to accomplish something in the set of moments right. that he was. Well, right? she technically is also. She's trying. She's, you know, by, house, by powers of X number three, you essentially understand that she's tried this seven which other is, times. Which is fine. And, that, yeah. and that, that's perfect. But then that, the speech that Destiny gives her yeah. is nonsense because yeah. they don't have to worry about it. If they kill her, that's over for them. Yeah, because they're still in a linear timeline. They're not going to have to worry about her ever again after they've killed her that one time. Right. She'll come back, but she, and maybe she'll change life, but they won't know it. Right. You know. I so, know. like, why treat her like she's a villain? Mm-hmm. If if that's it, it just it would seem like a, a a solution in search of a problem, and it's not really. It was just that was the only really clunky thing. It was high concept. And what Chris Aaron had mentioned to us last week, too, is that there are some errors that he's going to fix in the trade. And it's like, really? You've had a whole bunch of time to figure this out, and there's errors in your story? So, How do you admit in the midst of the, in, in the, midst of the run that I know. This, is a, this is a problem? You would say that. That's something you would say after the run is over and you're going to do a trade, right? Right. That's like, that's like after the original run of Spider-Man is over, you re-release Spider-Man with extended uh, scenes in it. Right. You don't tell the audience before they go in to see it for the first time, hey, right. six months after you see this, we're going to re-release it with better right. scenes in it. You know, you don't, that's nonsense. It's just, look, the art is beautiful. The coloring is fantastic. It, you know, look, the concept is, though, the, to me, the concept is strong enough, though, that I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I like the fact that we're, we're watching, we're reading these parallel timelines they're not well i guess they're parallel in the sense i mean it's supposed to be one linear timeline but it's really not you find out by the end of powers of x uh number three that uh that the thousand years later the the apocalypse timeline that you're watching is actually moira's uh ninth life and this is now her tenth life so uh but she has the information she needs to somehow kind of kind of save humanity how these lives work you know, how yeah. are the lives getting progressively worse if she's reliving the same life over? <sighs> is she the one making the changes? Is she the cause of these? Yeah, things? I think they kind of they intimated that. The other problem with it, though, too, is the fact that just like anytime you retro con anything, you know, you retcon something, it's immediately going to make you go back and be like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Her reaction here shouldn't make sense like this not only that not only that it's a paradox loop because yeah. you're never, you're never going to be able to set up the perfect timeline yeah because once if that's your goal for your story your story goal is the perfect timeline right at the end once they kind of achieve it or they they come close to achieve it or they actually do achieve it what's mm-hmm. to stop someone from changing it again what i was that's hoping for resolution. yeah what i was hoping for i actually had the exact same thought when i read uh, House of X number two, that Moira lived a past life, like in the 1700s. Like that's the way it looked like to me. It looked like a real like like rustic kind of farmhouse, which, which was really interesting. And then it was like, oh, then she it worked that way, right? Because you probably were reading it that's the same way I was reading it. Yes. And then and then what happened is at a certain point you kept running into walls. Like wait a minute, now right? Is, you know how is she? How is she right. back in college with Xavier again? Right. How is, and then you realize, wait a minute, she's just being reincarnated in the same body, right, over and over again. Which then right. she's she's reliving the past as opposed to the, the high the and low from it was kind of crazy for me. Yeah, because when I first started reading, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah, 
And then when I realized, like, well, this is, it's like, it's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, universe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear down your boy again. Um, it's like when I watched Looper and I was like, well, this really, this is high concept. Oh, that is such a glaring mistake that ruins the entire film all yeah, of a yeah, sudden. Yeah. You know, and it, and it's just one of the, ah. What I was hoping when I was reading it was like, he's gonna reboot this. By putting us in Mora's eyes, and and that's how he's going to reboot it. Like I, I like when comics reboot themselves because I think they absolutely actually need to, uh, while not destroying the continuity that came before. But some sort of story event happens where now everything is kind of starts fresh again. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's 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 as a result of a story that's been building yeah, for years. What and years about and years. the Young X Men with Iamenes? That whole run, the the I trial know. of Jean Grey. It's like all the, that's another I thing know. about all these reboots. I'm just I'm I'm so burned out on I like know. the entire concept being reworked again. The fact that you're into it and you're excited about it is awesome. Yeah. I'll just try to ride your enthusiasm <laughs> for it because I'm I am like. Okay, you know, well, like when I, I read it as an assignment for this show. <laughs> yes. I really did. I really did. Yeah. And then I started really getting into it. Like, no, yeah. wait, this is really. And then, and then the the kind of mistakes started popping up. Right. And then it was like, wow, this is not even a perfect. Re- it's, it's it's yet another reboot, and it's not even in but my I, opinion. I, of, uh, at the at this moment in the in the in the process, in my opinion, it's another reboot boot, and it's not even a really good reboot. I think at this, I think at this point, and this again, we're just tying it back into the MCU. Yeah. I think at this point, it's going to stick. And I think at this point, anyone out there who has a passing interest in comics, passing interest in X Men, passing interest in what's going to happen in the MCU, should pick up the series because I think it's going to actually, you know, set the stage for yeah. things that we're going to be watching. And ironically, I I agree with you. I think I think everybody should read. Why is that it. ironic? Because <laughs> I just spent like ten minutes saying it's not that great, but. Um, if you guys out there have comics that you would like us to talk about and wax poetic about and be positive about, we're going to stick to positivity on this as much as possible. Yeah. We're not going to – well, I'm going to – well, we'll try. Uh, go to secretsofthesire.com. Go fill out the contact us form out there and send us your comic if you would like us to talk about it. If we like it, we will. If we don't, we won't. We won't. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. All right, next week – Huge announcement. Very super excited. We are welcoming back Kevin Bacon alongside his brother, Michael Bacon, onto the show. They are the Bacon brothers. When they're not making movies and being awesome at life, uh, Michael Bacon is actually a a film composer and a TV composer. He's an Emmy Award-winning composer. uh, So he's working a lot of times behind the scenes in the movies. Kevin Bacon, obviously, is full front in the uh, forefront of movies and TV. They are a traveling band. They're a folk act. They're really awesome. Uh, they're going to debut a new single on our show, which is awesome. And they're going to do a whole bunch of cool things next week. Tune in for the Bacon Brothers. We'll see you guys then. <laughs>